Hello and welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and today's episode is a deep dive into two Moulin Rouge shows that I had the opportunity to see this past week. What can I say? It's an addiction, and I am not mad about it. The fact that April 9th is less than one month away, and that the list of cast member farewells just keeps building, all the emotions and the desire to savor every second of this show and this cast, I I just want to see it as much as I can, hear it as much as I can, and just bottle it all up. Speaking of bottling up memories, just when we think that we are finished with these farewell announcements, new ones keep coming. And this week, it was Lauren Hamilton and Kevin Curtis. And Jay. Like, April 9th farewells, that is enough. Our hearts cannot take anymore. And we're barely coping with the farewells that we know are coming. Please, please just, just stop. Stop unleashing more. Last Wednesday's show, March 8th, happened out of sheer luck. I had been entering the Moulin Rouge lotteries for tickets every week since Aaron's return, and this past Tuesday, I actually got the text that I'd won. And on my drive up, my GPS alerted me that there was a car crash outside of the Lincoln Tunnel that was causing a 45-minute delay. I knew I'd left early, and I didn't even care that I'd be potentially sitting in traffic like that because I knew that on the other side of that traffic would be Moulin Rouge. Just knowing that I'm going to that place, it's an instant mood booster. Luckily, the crash was cleared by the time I got to that area and it was just normal New York City traffic for a few minutes. When I got to the theater, I was taking the obligatory photos of the beauty that is the Moulin Rouge and I turned and saw the original Nini herself, Robin Herter, walking down the street with her husband. She was just so nice and gracious to stop and talk with me for a few minutes, and her husband even offered to take a photo of us. I also had the chance to say hello to David Harris and Andre Ward and Eric Groove as they were walking into the theater. And then at around 1.15, I started walking to get in line to head into the theater, and my friend texted me. She's like, he's going to be coming. This is when he shows up. Like, go back to stage door. For Aaron, I was like, it's 1.20. Like, I missed him. As I'm walking back to the area for a stage door, around 1.20, here comes our Tony winner across the street. He is all business, his hood up, earbuds in, he was on a mission to get inside. But it just blows my mind, like I'm somebody who has to get everywhere so early, even if it's just get there early and sit. It's just like anxious me just needs to know that I'm there. He's amazing. He's just amazing. That matinee was a Tasia Satine day, and I've never seen Tasia as Satine, and was beyond excited to see what that role would bring for her. There were also a lot of swings and understudies in roles that day, which made the experience a little different. But Tasia, man, she did not disappoint as Satine. Hearing her vocals and how she made the songs her own was just beautiful to witness. Her firework still brought me to tears, and there's something about the way that any of the Satines sing the lyric, you don't have to feel like a waste of space. You're an original, you cannot be replaced. And the hand motions that they do with that lyric, 
it always makes me emotional. Like I feel it right now just reading them. In my Instagram stories the other day, we were talking about little moments in the show that we've picked up on from seeing the show multiple times or things that Aaron is doing this run that are different from his first run. And one of these little funny moments happened right at the start of the show with Aaron and the Bohemians during Burning Down the House. When Aaron was off to the side with the Bohemians dancing during the trumpet scene, there was a second where he turned around, grabbed the chair, and dropped it low. And when he came back up, he was laughing at himself. It was one of those moments where if you were not specifically watching Aaron, you would have missed it. Another moment that I've noticed much more this run is that after the Your Song kiss, Aaron spends a few moments at the start of the pitch song wiping off Satine's lipstick from his lips. Sometimes Caleb is even motioning to him of where to wipe to get the lipstick off. It's adorable. And during Elephant Love Medley, when Aaron as Christian mimics Satine's movements during the Suppose I Never Ever Met You, Tasia's movements were slightly different than what Ashley's usually are, and Aaron still mimicked them, and it was perfect. However, the biggest unscripted and meaningful moment in the show happened during the chandelier scene. We all know by this time that the Green Fairy, she comes down on the swing, and Christian, he's drunk, and he wobbles over to the Green Fairy looking bewildered that she's there. That was not the case on Wednesday. It seemed like the swing was a beat or two late in coming down with Satine or Tasia, and when it did come down, it came down much faster than normal. And Aaron, instead of drunkenly approaching the swing, he broke character for a few moments and he calmly approached the swing, held it steady, and with a concerned look on his face, he waited for Tasia to turn around to ask if she was okay. Once they made eye contact and acknowledged each other that they were fine, he snapped back into character and the drunk Christian finished the scene. Just seeing that care on his face for her in that moment, it was really sweet. And there have been interviews that I've read in the past where when asked about working with Aaron on stage, Ashley Loren has said that she's never worked with a partner that she has felt safer with. And moments like this one with he ha- that he had with Tasia prove why. Fast forward a few days and I was back at the Rouge on Sunday, March 12th. I mean, look, I've accepted that I have no impulse control when it comes to spending money on Moulin Rouge tickets while Aaron's back, so I'm just enjoying the ride. I said it earlier, but just seeing the theater is such a mood boost, a place where I know I will walk in and walk out feeling happy. My seat for Sunday's show was right mezzanine, the section called the Diamond Circle. And my seat was a few seats down from where I sat for Saul's last show on February 5th. This did have a little bit of an obstructed view at times because of the elephant trunk, of all things. And when Aaron and the Bohemians were in the box during the opening number, and when Satine came down on the swing and Aaron's in the box to wave at her, I couldn't see them. And I couldn't see Aaron at the start of Crazy Rolling when he's alone on the stage sitting back on the floor. But otherwise, it was a fun experience to see the show from above. When I'm in the orchestra, I love the left side, to be near the sine rays and the epic Roxanne turn and glare. However, in the mezzanine, I like the right side, for the same reasons. 
for the view of the sine rays and the Roxanne turn. And it's, it's no secret by now that they are my favorites. I feel lucky this past week that I had the opportunity to experience two different sateens with Aaron. First Tasia, and then on Sunday, it was a yo-yo. She was incredible as well, and I love what each different actress brings to the character of Satine. From their vocals during songs, to their acting, to their chemistry with Aaron. One thing that stuck out to me right away with Oyoyo's acting is that I felt from the start that she really played into the fact that she was sick, that she wasn't feeling well. And it's hard to describe, but it just kind of felt like with her her coughing and her mannerisms and how she handled herself and how she breathed, she just really seemed to play play into it. She also seemed to play into turning the sparkling diamond on and off. For example, her guard was completely down when she and Christian sang your song and then the pitch song and then Christian leaves and the Duke knocks and Oyoyo as Satine stood up and under her breath she said, all right, here we go, indicating she was turning it back on, and then she put her arm above her head on the couch and said, enter. It's a subtle addition, but something I definitely picked up on. It also seems like every time I have seen Moulin Rouge, the scene after Only Girl in the World at rehearsal, Christian is more fired up when he sees Satine in that dress. That's really the point that starts to kick off Christian's madness. And Chandelier, fantastic, as always. The swing timing and the speed was back on track, and Aaron remained in character and remained out of his mind. Now, quick question. Have you watched Ziedler at the start of Roxanne, like the transition from Chandelier to Roxanne? I'm always watching Aaron after he comes out in that leather jacket, but on Wednesday, Ziedler caught my eye. He like moves to the back of the stage and he's flapping, like, flapping his arms in transition to the music. And then as the drums or the beats start before he says, word to the wise, my dear, he matches his movements to the music. And it was pretty amazing to see and catch for the first time. I watched for it again on Sunday. And it's like I said, it's just crazy. All the little details that can be picked up on the more that you see the show. I thought Sunday might have been an opt-up show. I thought just maybe Aaron would completely empty the tank. He didn't opt up, but that, that doesn't take anything away from the incredibleness that is his Roxanne performance. Here's a clip of his Sunday, March 12th Roxanne. <laughs>
up or not, Roxanne, it takes my breath away. And the way that he has been walking across like the the catwalk, the strip of stage, and his smile, that manic smile he gives right in the middle, and how he wobbles, and then just how he turns. His turn and that soul-piercing glare, you just feel it. It's unbelievable. And it, like, I mean, you're, I'm, you still just leave thinking about it and seeing it. And it's one of those moments you just can replay over and over and over in your mind all the time. Now, do you remember a few episodes back when I talked about how in the final scene with Satine, Christian asks the why else live if not for love? And he points the gun at himself and Satine, she starts singing the come what may. And right after she says the first line, Christian whispers, what are you doing? And she continues singing. And that has become such a powerful moment in the show for me and one that is seriously so small. Like it doesn't happen all the time. It's not always audible, but if you're paying attention and are lucky enough to catch it, you stop breathing for a second. I caught it on Sunday. I even closed my eyes (laughs) before the line was coming so I could just really focus and listen for it and there it was he's just so good Aaron as Christian is just so good it's unbelievable what he does day after day show after show like he's always at a hundred and it's unreal after the bows Aaron spoke about the red buckets for Broadway cares but he didn't begin his speech before batting at and catching some of the confetti like a little puppy These videos that are circling around of Aaron and the confetti are some of the funniest and most adorable things on the internet right now. He's just being himself, but (laughs) he makes us laugh. Now, it's been a few days since I've last been at the Rouge, and the countdown is on until I go back, which, it's not that far away, but the addiction to the show, the feelings that I get from being in the theater and in the presence of Aaron and this cast are powerful, like I crave them. I'm not trying to think about the emotional night that will be April 9th. I know the end is coming. But until then, I just want to bottle up and savor every moment that I possibly can. Aaron being back in Moulin Rouge for this limited run is a gift that I don't think anyone is taking for granted. Thank you so much for listening today and for your support of this podcast. If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to get notified of new episodes. And if you're liking the podcast and feel up to it, please share it and tag me on social media. It means a lot to hear from you as listeners and to hear from those who are recently discovering the podcast. It's just a fun little project to work on each week. You can also follow me on Instagram at Tevading underscore patiently and on TikTok at Tevading patiently, no underscore, for some more fun Aaron content. Hope to have you back here for episode 37.